Welcome everybody to Moadonia Vri, Club Hebrew. And uh, today we are going to finish up, look at this you guys, I think we'll be able to get all the way through 17, which will, that's one of the longer chapters, 50 verses we will have conquered here uh, in the great story of David and Goliath. So we're right at the end of that story, we're at verse 50 uh, of chapter 17. And so that's where we'll begin. Um, if you will remember, David had just sunk the rock into the guy's forehead, Goliath, and uh, he, had, he fell flat on his face to the ground. All right, that's where we ended up. And so we'll take it from there, verse 50. Vayechazak David min hapelishti u va'even. And David, this chazak is to be strong, and then with the comparative men. So David was stronger than the Philistine. Some translation will translate more actively. So David prevailed against the Philistine. Something like that. Okay? By Kela, with sling and with Evan and with stone. Very nice kind of summary of what happened. Vayak et ha-pelishti v'yemitehu v'cherev ein v'yad David. And he struck. What's the root? Our famous Naka. Very good. We got that. There's been a lot of striking in these few chapters, hasn't it? Um, it's a it's a hip feel of Naka. Uh, it condenses to one of the shorter words in the Hebrew Bible, notice. <laughs> and he struck the Philistine by Yemitehu, and he killed him. Notice right here that this is a hip feel from Moot, and I'll call your attention to that for uh, reasons below. And he killed him. Uh, and sword there was not in the hand of David. Okay. Now, personally, I do not know why this last part, Becherev Ein Beyad David, is not the start of the next verse. I just think they versified wrong here. They should have stopped at the Atnach because I think it goes better with what follows. Because notice in verse 51, let me read it like that. Uh, <clears throat> but there was no sword in the hand of David, or David had no sword. Vayarat David. So David ran. This is from Roots. Okay, so David ran. Vayamod el hapelishti. And he stood next to the Philistine. Vayikach et karbo. And he took his sword. Notice. Alright, so, so I think it's, rather than making it the end of verse 50, making it the circumstantial clause of verse 51 helps us read it a little easier. Um, so wh- whoever did that, I don't know, every once in a while you see... Who did that, Tom? Who made those verses? I didn't. I don't know. We should rethink. Crazy Yeah, so he took his sword. Vayish. Now notice how slow the action is here. So he ran, he stood next to the Philistine, he took his sword, and yish lefa, and he drew it from Shalah, uh, from the Tahra, from its sheath. The word Ta'ar is sheath. Sometimes also it means razor. So don't ask me why you get those two meanings. But, and he drew it. So notice how slow it's going. He stood by him, took the sword out of its sheath, uh, from its sheath, Vayemotatehu, and he dispatched him, killed him. Now, first of all, what's the root of Yemotatehu? Yeah, moot again. But what conjugation is it? It's well, it's the it's the PL of holy verbs, which makes it a polale. 
it's a pole ale, and notice that it is in the same kind of context as the hyphiel in verse 50. So the hyphiel for to kill occurs like 138 times in the Bible. I looked this up. And uh, the, uh, yeah, 138 times, and the pole ale occurs nine times. Um, so I don't know if there's a distinction like uh, really killed him this time. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> or something like that. I, you know, there's some lexicons that suggest it's intensifying. I don't know. I looked at the other context and I didn't necessarily see that. Um, you know, the hippie may be used in contexts where everyone thinks he's dead or it looks dead, but, you know, maybe there's some question versus this is the definite dead one. I, I don't know. I'm just totally... I just don't know what if there is any nu- different uh, nuance to those two. Okay? Now, Vayikrat Bayet Rosho, and he cut with it, namely the sword, the ba, with it, his head. Yowzers. Okay? <laughs> now, now here's where the Philistines finally react. Vayiru hapelishtim ki mate giboram vayanusu. Very simple. And the Philistines saw, what's the root of yiru? Ra'a. And the Philistines saw that mate giboram, that their hero had died. <laughs> mate is simple uh, call perfect third masculine singular. And so, Yanusu from Nus, they fled. What else are you going to do? Okay. Um, any questions through 51? <clears throat> All right, good. Verse 52. Vayakumu anshe Yisrael vihuda vayariu vayirdefu et hapelishtim ad boakagai. Okay. I love the Israelites. They are... Winners all the way, man. They, let's they get on the bandwagon. Let's so to speak. And the men of Israel and Judah rose up by and they rose up by This is from the root ruah to shout. Okay, call uh, imperfect vav consecutive from ruah, and they gave a war cry. And they pursued the Pelish team, the Philistines. Ad Boakagai. Until you come to Gai. Um, Boaka, notice, is an infinitive plus second masculine singular. So he's just kind of making, and Gai is valley or it's a proper name, and we're not sure where it is. All right. I kind of tried to find out. No one knows. So they pursued the Philistines until you come to Gai. The Ad Sha'arei Ekron and up to the gates of Ekron. So remember, we're going back to Philistine territory now. So chasing them probably south and west. Um, there's a main highway that goes down through, if you, if you look on some of these maps, ancient highway through Ekron and Gath. And those places, the highway just goes right through there, and so that's where they're going to the gates of Ekron. Okay, Vayip Lu Pelishtim, and the Chalalei, the mortally wounded, the from Chalal, the to slay the slain ones, and the mortally wounded of the Philistines fell Vayip Lu Bederek Sha'arim on the road uh, on the Sha'arim road, the road of Sha'arim, or the road to Sha'arim. 
Again, that's another city in Philistia. And up unto Gath. So both up to Gath and up to Ekron. So notice that they pursued them back into their territory, into the, back to the cities of Philistia. Okay? Um, good. Questions on verse 52. <clears throat> Why do they want to take Valley as a proper name? Just because of the other proper names yeah. in the context? Um, yes, and I think that you can, I, I kind of checked a couple translations, and there's actually, it's taken uh, sometimes as valley, too. If you notice, the Septuagint has geth, so they seem to have the reading uh, as gimel tav there, mm-hmm. so they have a little different reading. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just because they, since fat, but I, I think you could just take it until you come to this valley, the valley. Okay. Verse 53. By Yeshuvu B'nai Yisrael, Midloch Achrei Pelishtim. Okay. Uh, so the, uh, then the Israelites returned from Shuv from Delok. That's kind of a great word. Delok means to burn. Okay. So, I mean, it would be, and it's an infinitive construct. So the children of Israel returned from burning up, from burning the Philistines. But it's, it's usually translated from hotly pursuing. All right. So I don't know. What are you going to do with the lock? Well, it means to burn usually, so we'll say hotly pursuing. And that's how it's translated. From hotly pursuing after the Philistines. I mean, really, you're just kind of blowing smoke with the... <laughs> these, well, these are a pun there. Um, with word meanings like this. Okay? And they spoiled, uh, plundered Machanehem, their camps. That Yashosu is from Shasas, Shasas, a double, double uh, I, one of those double root letters. Vayashosu, and they spoiled or plundered their camps. Any questions through 53? Okay, good. 54. David at Rosh. Oh, here's this is great. At Rosh Hapelishti Vayevi Ehu Yerushalayim. Then David took the head of the Philistine and brought it to Jerusalem. Ve'et Kelav Sam Be'ochalav and his weapons, his vessels, literally, he put from Seam. Simple call, third masculine singular. He put in a holo in his tent, in his own tent. All right. Great. Um, all right. Um, questions up through 54. Now we get Saul's reaction uh, as we kind of conclude the chapter. Good. 55. Vekirot Shaul et David Yosei Likrat HaPelishti. When Saul saw, notice the, the re'u od is what kind of construction? What is that? Infinitive construct with a cough in front of it. Again, temporal. So when, or sometimes it's translated as soon as, Saul saw David. Okay, so notice how the whole thing, there's no vayahi here or anything. It just kind of starts off. Again, you see a more kind of loose style than maybe you're used to. So as soon as Saul saw David Yotze coming out, all right. Um, um, notice that the infinitive Yotze um, is, a, is 
is kind of an object. Saul saw David coming out, the infinitive. Notice it supplements it or completes the thought. Saul saw David coming out, Likrat, to meet the Philistine. All right. Uh, again, the infinitive construct, Kerat, from Kara, to meet the Philistine. He said to Avner, Sarhanava, the Avner, the, the uh, commander-in-chief, the chief of the army, Sarhanava. Okay, this is good. Ben Mizehanaar Avner, the son of who? Now, notice Ze and Hanaar. <clears throat> um, usually, you find when the Zeh has this function, you will find it with the definite article following the noun. So, the son of who is this youth? Alright, but we've seen every once in a while the demonstrative, whether this is, uh, again, colloquial language or a dialectical kind of uh, variation. Here the demonstrative comes before it without the article. Uh, if you just turn back to 16... Verse 23, you'll see kind of a similar example. <clears throat> this is where David would come to play music for Saul, in verse 23, um, so that uh, uh, whenever, it says, whenever an evil spirit came, David would take the, uh, his harp and he would play, play music in his hand, and it would be comforting to Saul, and it was good to him. Now notice the last four words. And... Ruach Ha-Ra'ah. Notice Ruach comes before Ra'ah. And there's no article. The spirit, the evil, see notice there's no article before Ruach. And the spirit, the evil spirit, would turn from him. It's not quite the same. But again, you notice that sometimes these definite articles fall. Now it may be because of the manuscript tradition, and it may be something with the colloquialism. Uh, but the demonstrative, too, uh, back to our passage... You could probably translate, uh, the son of who is this guy, this kid? You know, if you wanted to kind of do it that way, I think it's possible. So whose son is this guy, th this kid, Hanar? Okay? O Abner, Abner, notice that that's evocative. Vayomer, Abner said, <laughs> here's good, he, he swears an oath. Chein um, Here's actually the life of your, or, yeah, the life of your soul. So we would translate by your life, Hamelik, O King, Im Yadati. Here, when Im is used in oaths, just remember this: Im used in oaths is um, a strong negative. Im Lo used in oaths is, is a strong positive. So it would be by your life, O King. I surely do not know. So, im yadati, I surely do not know. All right? Um, any questions about that through 55? Uh, yeah, Will and then John. My question is the first word. Um, yeah. When it has base to begin the infinitive construct, right. it means temporal. Uh, right. 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 This more than likely. Well? Yes. Usually, uh, some try to make a distinction by saying that the cough means as soon as. So, it's a little more immediate than base. Um, and that's possible. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure. But again, you're judging the function of it by how it occurs in its context. So you're always asking yourself, how does this thing relate to the other words around it? And we're kind of reading that one. Chuck? Is the yoke, say, an infinitive or a parse? That's a parse. Okay. 
Yeah, and I wanted to bring that out because I think it comes later. You'll see a little different construction. I hope to bring it out. Okay, anything else? 56. Vayomer HaMelech She'alata Ben Mizeha Elam And the king said Now here's kind of interesting uh, imperative She'alata Ask you So we would have to say in English something like You yourself ask And maybe it means don't send anyone else. You ask. So, it, but notice it's kind of superfluous here. So we're thinking that it has some kind of emphatic force, right? Sha'alata, you yourself ask. The son of whom is ha Alam is just a hapax, uh, youth. This young man. So again, the son of who is this young man, or the son of who is this guy? This young, the young man. Okay. Um, verse 57. Ukashuv David me hakodet hapelishti vayikach oto avner vayeviehu lifne Shaul verosh hapelishti peyado. Now here again you have an infinitive with cough, right? And notice here, uh, Will, to look at this a little more carefully, the textual note. Uh, 57 note A has a bait so many manuscripts have a bait and you can see how in manuscripts a bait and cough can be easily confused in writing and uh, so you know maybe that happened uh, in this particular manuscript we're not sure but again cough occurs in temporal circumstances as well so um, as soon as David returned Shuv from hakoting, from smiting, notice here you have the Hiphil infinitive construct from Nata, from Naka. So as soon as David returned from smiting the Philistine, comma, Vayikach, he took him, namely Abner, Abner took him, namely David, Vayeviehu, and brought him, namely David, Lifne Shaul, before Saul. The author has to add this. And the head of the Philistine was in his hand. <laughs> there is proof that he was the right guy, maybe. I don't know. Here's my calling card. <laughs> Had to be a big head, too, because he's a big guy. You know, it's like, what do I do with it? <laughs> Verse 58. Then Saul said to him, Ben Miatahana'ar, the son of who are you, O youth, O kid, Hana'ar? Or maybe the son of who are you, kid? Vayomer David. Then David said, Ben Av Dekayeshai Beit Halachmi. The son of your servant. He's very deferential here, notice. Jesse of the house of Beit. Jesse the Bethlehemite. Notice Halachmi is a gentilic. Um, so your, your servant, Jesse uh, the Bethlehemite from Bethlehem, the guy from Bethlehem. Okay. Now let's get to verse one here, and I can show you kind of a little different construction in comparison with um, the participle yotze that kind of functions as the object of that verb of perception. Notice verse one of chapter eighteen. Here we get a vayahi. Notice before the cough. We haven't had it before. So again, just a different style. It's no, by no means necessary. It kind of usually signals a shift in scenes, but sometimes where you would expect it, you don't have it. So I don't know, you know, maybe it's and then or and now as we do it in English. 
So vayehi kekalo to ledaber el Shaul. Let's just look at that phrase. So it happened, kekalo to. Well, you know what kind of word this kaloto is. It's an infinitive from what root? Kala. Good. The ode ending tells you it's a third hay and it's a, it's a pl. Um, so when he finished, or as soon as he had finished, now notice what follows. Instead of a participle, you have a ledaber. As soon as he had finished speaking. So notice that Hebrew can have both, and I think the same thing can happen in Greek. You can have, either have an infinitive or a participle that as a supplementary participle or supplementary infinitive. So here you have the same phenomena within three or four verses of each other. So it came to pass, as soon as he finished speaking to Shaul, okay, now again, Venefish Yehonatan Nick Shura Venefish David. I'm going to take this as the main clause following the temporal clause. So as soon as he finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan, Nick Shura, <clears throat> became bound up. This is from Kashar to bind. And here's a nifal, perfect, third feminine. The, the uh, subject is nephesh. Okay, so as soon as he finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan became bound up or tied together with the soul of David. Notice there's a kind of a gap in the text because we don't know the background of that. So the, the author has just kind of given us uh, a conclusion of you know what was probably a whole series of events. And notice now the Vav consecutive explains it. Okay? It's not, and then he loved him. It's, that is to say, Vayehaveu Yehonatan. That is... Jonathan loved him as his own life, as himself. Nephesh here, that's a good translation, reflexive. Loved him as himself. And notice again, we've had Jonathan in the story before, so he's reintroducing Jonathan. And uh, the story again is going to continue with Jonathan kind of bound up with David. All right, very good. Um, So we're in chapter 18 now, and a whole new chapter in David's life we're starting. Thank you very much, you guys. Have a good day.